0: All right. We're getting situated. Notes. I'm going to to you about these notes. So much is going on. So much. So much. Oh, wow. Cut my hair. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Oh. hot dang. All right, so this was day two of me getting up a little bit earlier and, and, and doing some stuff. Uh, if you watched yesterday, you heard that that's a thing that I'm doing now. I was up at 5.45 and I hopped out of bed and working on, on transitioning my morning routine. But I feel good and I'm much more awake despite not having any caffeine until now. But anyway, uh, yesterday almost entirely filled with clients. Started planning out. I'm building some, uh, some more raised beds. I'm going to greatly increase the amount of food that I produce this year on my land. Because I need to. Uh, I don't need to. Uh, because it feels like a responsible thing to do. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Um, Alright. So things are... Depending on how you look at them. Better, the same, or worse. I'm not going to tell you how to look at it. But I had this idea yesterday morning that it was time for me to offer some some wider public responses to what's going on. I've been asked on this show. I've been asked in email, by Facebook, in person. I've been asked a number of times my thoughts on what's happening right now and if I would respond publicly. Prior to yesterday morning, I had no desire to do so for a simple reason. I didn't have anything new to say. I didn't have anything to say that I felt came from my relevant expertise to share with people. I'm not going to talk about social distancing. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not going to talk about infection rates. I'm not going to talk about any of this. Because I, like 95% of people, I'm not qualified to talk about such things. I understand that a lot of people are discussing and arguing on social media because uh, some of them it gives them something to do. Some of them it makes me, makes them feel like they have some, some control. Uh, and some of them it's just a coping mechanism. I get that. It's totally fine. But that's not me. That's not what I need. But what I realized yesterday morning was that because of who I am and who I talk to and what I do, I did have... Some relevant information for martial artists. So last night, starting at 9 o'clock, I recorded a couple videos that are already up. The first one is for martial arts practitioners. It's... I think both, of, both videos are 10 minutes long, maybe, give or take. This first one is for practitioners. Almost everybody is stuck at home without options for training. With the exception, in most cases... A lot of schools, most schools from what I can see, are putting up videos of classes. Great. That's awesome. But that may not work for everyone. And it may get boring. You may want more. You may want different. So, I went through a list of everything that I think you might consider doing while stuck at home. For the episodes that are relevant. Because remember, we've done episodes on form drills and basics drills and sparring drills and more. There is now a new link at WhistlekickMartialArtsRadio.com called Quarantine Toolkit. And in it are the seven episodes that I'm recommending that you consider. If you go through those episodes, there is more than enough for you to do. Not all of it is, uh, is individually focused, but most of it is. So check out those episodes. What else we talk about in that first video? Um, all the other content... ...that you might consider coming from us, from others... ...podcasts, books... ...there's a lot there... ...so check that out... Uh, ...it's up at the podcast website... ...it's at whistlekickmartialartsradio.com Bonus episode two... ...is for school owners... Hold on. ...and in that episode... ...I speak very plainly... ...about my belief... ...that most school owners are not doing enough... ...not because... I'm speaking simply from the perspective, pull this a little closer, from the perspective of being a business and marketing consultant and a coach and working with businesses. Right now, I'm working with martial arts schools, trying to get them to step it up because they're telling me, Jeremy, I don't want to close my doors. Well, then you've got to do more. And that second video is all about two. So here's my hope. My hope is that those of you listening will check those episodes out And if you think they're worth sharing... You will share them. There is no intro. There is no outro. There is no... uh, If you check out our videos on YouTube, you know that we usually have the commercials on. The monetization. Turn that off. This is 100% my effort to help the community. I I can't make it less selfless. I I can't put it out and not put Whistlekick on it. Um, somebody out there is me. Oh, well, you're just trying to... Shut up. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. All right. So, there. There's a nice long intro. All right. What's going on today? Today, uh, one episode recording scheduled sometime in the morning. Maybe two? I think there might be two. There's one this afternoon. I think there's one this morning. Let me see. Now I want to know. Come on tablet. Wake up. Oh it also snowed like 30 feet last night. It's insane out there. Uh, How much did it actually snow? Six inches? The grounds were almost completely bare. uh, And now I might have to run the snowblower today. I'm not super thrilled about that. I can hear the plow going by. Uh, I got an interview at nine. And I've got an interview at three. So, in between that, I've just got a bunch of stuff to do around here and deal with email and all the other multitude of things that my life comprises. It's coming through my yard. Awesome. Thanks, plow. For some reason, when they get in front of my house, they feel the need to cut a much wider swath with their plow. All right, let's see what we got for questions. I know we got some questions going on here. I appreciate those of you who write in; gives me something to talk about. Oh, oh if you didn't check out yesterday's episode with uh, Sensei Samir Barado. Um, that that episode went crazy um, check it out lot, this guy has a big following and, and everyone spoke of him just uh, very genuinely very positively I had a great time talking with him so you should check that out if you haven't alright Oh, here we go. All right. Please discuss three times that you used food as medicine. Okay. The number one thing that I use food-wise as medicine is spicy food. When I am fighting off a cold, when I'm coming off a cold, while I'm sick, I try to have spicy food. I... Try to limit that to non-sugared hot sauces. You know, like Sriracha has a little bit of sugar in it. I try not to feed the bugs, so to speak. Uh, But like Frank's Red Hot or just straight crushed red pepper. I I spice everything up. Uh, And, you know, especially if you're congested, it makes you feel better. Uh, Helps clear out a bit of that. Uh, Gives you something you can taste. And I don't know if this is why it works... But the way it was explained to me by an herbalist is that spicy food will kind of rev up your metabolism and get it moving, get, get things um, mobile. I remember when I... Years ago, there was a place I used, I used to live when I had started my IT company. And there was a small pizza place in town that made a pretty good eggplant parm. And I would not have cheese on it. But I would have them put like triple the hot peppers on it. And it would be a struggle to get through that. But once I had that within 24 hours, I was usually good. Other ways that I use food as medicine. Let me think. Um, Kind of running through what I typically eat. Dairy can be very cooling to the body. So, while I I don't know that I would call it medicine. uh, Dairy products in the summer cool your body off. That's why ice cream is popular in the summer. Not just because it's cold, but because it actually lowers your body temperature. makes you feel good from the inside. Um, If you are... This one might be cheating a little bit. Plantain, if you're familiar, not plantain like the banana, but plantain... Uh, the green, leafy herb. Um, I know that grows in the majority of the U.S. I'm not sure if it grows everywhere. I'm not sure if it's an international plant, but uh, you can use it for stings and bug bites and and things. Just rubbing it on. Um, you can't eat it, which is why I say that here. Um, This one's taken me by surprise. I know I do more of this. I I just don't... It's not something I think about. So I'm trying to run through what I eat and how I eat. Oh, here's another one. Um, Black pepper is helpful in the absorption in a number of vitamins and and minerals and just the, the way the body processes things. This is part of why pepper has been so valuable or was so valuable for so long because it actually made you healthier. And in the morning shake that I make that has a bunch of random stuff in it, some black pepper goes in because some of the ingredients in there are processed better when there's black pepper in my stomach. Uh, Let's call that three. What would something like food have to do with my mood? Food can affect your mood in a lot of different ways. Uh, You've got the... Just kind of the psychological piece. If I sit down and have a piece of cake... I'm going to enjoy eating that cake. It's going to make me feel good in the moment. Now, if I eat too much cake, I might feel bad afterwards. I might feel bloated. I might feel... um, Guilty. You know, there's a lot of emotion that can come from food. But there's a, a second piece to the way food makes you feel. The, you've probably heard of the microbiome. The idea that, you know, there are bacteria on and in our body and they play a role. In your mouth, they play a role with dental health. On your skin, they play a role... Doing something. I don't know what the ones on your skin are contributing to. But the ones in your digestive system are there to help break down food, but they're also tied in to the way... Things are happening up here. I know. That sounds really strange. But I'm not making that up. When you talk about you feel things in your gut, there's a reason that's a saying. The brain has a direct tie, parts of your brain, to your digestive system. To your intestines, your your gut, if you will. And there are bacteria down there. And those bacteria, depending on what is down there, because they're not all the same kind... Depending on which ones are more populous, it can affect your mood. And here's a great example of how I determine some of that. i had heard about this, I'd read about this. To my knowledge, I hadn't experienced this. You may have seen or heard about the, um, the sugar-free soda brand Zevia. Z-E-V-I-A. They were a big sponsor of CrossFit for a little while. And so I checked out what they had. And bought a couple six-packs of, I think one was like a root beer, one was a, I don't remember. But they were good. And I've struggled with depression off and on. And found later that within an hour of having one of these cans of soda, I would just fall off a cliff. I would feel terrible. I wouldn't feel physically terrible, but I would feel depressed. And I found myself sitting on the couch, watching TV, not caring about anything. And finally, after weeks... I wouldn't have one of these every day. But finally, after weeks, I figured this out. I went, wait a second. This is it. And that was my theory. And the next day, I tried it and found yes. So I gave it all away. There are plenty of things that you can eat that will impact your body think about cravings if you've ever had a certain food for a few weeks you want it a lot more if you want to get away from having a certain food you'll notice that initially it's much harder but then after a few weeks it gets easier and this is because the bacteria that respond to that food die off something like it's like a three-week cycle So if you want to feel good with the food that you eat make conscious decisions about what you're eating when you're eating it how you're eating it how you're feeling while you're eating it and all that. But if you're trying to make a change if you really buckle down for a few weeks it gets easier. And it's not just because of habit it's because your actual body inside you will change in response as a grocery store employee I have people tell me all the time I wasn't planning on buying this much how do you keep from overindulging at the grocery store I may not be the best person to ask about this I have strategies but I rarely use them Uh, food is probably the one place in my life that I let myself splurge Because the foods that I splurge on rarely go to waste. Um, And my idea of splurging is usually getting like healthier food. Like higher quality food. But. Things you can do. And this is the one that I do the most. Make a list. Stick to it. Before you go in the store. Plan out what you're going to get. I have an app on my phone. I use Google, Google Keep. So I can get to it from my computer or my phone. And I have a list in there for the grocery store. I have a list in there for Costco. What do I need? What do I go when I grab the last thing off the shelf? I put it in my list. So I know what I need when I get there. And if I am being financially responsible, I hold to that list. Other things you can do. Make sure you eat an hour or two before you go grocery shopping. Don't go to the store hungry. It's the worst thing you can do. There are times that when I get to the store and I need to shop and I'm hungry I keep a couple uh, bars in my car and I'll eat one of those and I'll sit for 15 minutes and, you know, let my body settle with that and I'm much less hungry and things go a lot better. Um, Other strategies. If you buy it When are you going to eat it? If you buy it, it should be part of a meal. Plan out your food. If you just go and pick up a bunch of raw ingredients... Okay, great. But what are you doing with them? That can be really... um, Wasteful might be the wrong word. But uh, redundant. You know, you might go and buy a bunch of stuff and realize... Oh, wait. You know, we're going out to eat on this day. And we're traveling this day. And... So-and-so is coming over. and We were going to order Chinese this day. And you realize you've got a bunch of food for a week that you didn't need a bunch of food. So planning is pretty important. And then... And then I fall into this category. A lot of times people spend money because it's cathartic. And... It's... It's... Um, It's something to show for your time. You know, we... I I like grocery shopping. I know people who really like grocery shopping. Not everyone does, but... To go and to pick out what you're going to eat. Think about how you're going to prepare it. I mean, to me, that's fun. Stacey wrote in... What did she say? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Shop the outside of the store. The edge aisles are better. Absolutely. They don't keep the coffee on the edges. Coffee and tea are inside Um, tortillas salsa hot sauce Um, yeah produce frozen veggies dairy eggs meat those are all on the outside I will often go up and down every aisle just to look and see what's there just to walk a little bit more Sometimes it gives me an idea of something that I could cook that I hadn't thought of. If you watched yesterday, I told you that I made... um, I have a bag of Costa Rican coffee and I needed to make it a little bit stronger and I did that today. It's so much better. It's so smooth. This is really good coffee. Tasty. I was behind someone not too long ago at the grocery store who spent $400. This was pre-coronavirus hoarding. $400. It's a lot. (laughs) Uh. Do I have any other ideas for how to how to not buy so much. The advice might not be great today. Given what's going on. But you don't have to shop for the rest of your life. You know, you can shop for the next three, four days. Stacy says I have better discipline than she does while shopping. Uh, not every time. There, there have been days I leave with a, a single bag that cost $100. Or, you know, 12 bags. And go, wait a second. What am I doing here? I think I have like five kinds of rice. I don't need that much rice. If you really want to get fancy with it. If you really want to care about this. And honestly, I'm putting together notes for a book on this. Who knows when I'll write it. But if you can, be, if you can really connect the dots between grocery shopping and cooking and freezing meals. You can save a ton of money and a ton of time and be way healthier most of us are reactive with food food is a pretty powerful thing but if you can take inventory what do you have what can you make with that what things can you add that add a little bit of variety here's my secret when i do meal prepping i don't add sauces so when i heat it up i've got a handful of sauces in the fridge And, oh, uh, let's make this Thai peanut. Let's make this red curry. Let's make this, uh, you know, let's throw soy sauce in this one. So I can make 8, 12, 16 of the same meal when I prepare it. But then I don't get bored of having the same thing over and over. I also don't put, uh, put meat in it. I don't put the fish in. Because I can throw in different options for that real quick. good questions thanks for watching or listening please go check out those bonus episodes let me know what you think share them around let's see if we can help some people out with those episodes I intentionally made them knowing that there's a good chance that people who are not used to our shows might check them out so yeah as always thank you I hope you are well I hope everyone around you is well And uh, remember, we'll get through this together. Take care. Peace.